I'm so confused. <laughs> you are a content research development <laughs> rat. Let's try this one again. All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Get Out of My Head podcast. My name is Angela, and I'm the project's team lead here at Stay Woke. Today, we have our third episode of our People of Stay Woke series, which is our series to let you learn more about what it's like to be on the Stay Woke team. We have an extra special episode where our content research development team will be giving you an inside look into what it's like to write and research on Stay Woke. And just as a reminder, Stay Woke is hiring and we have many positions available, including CRD positions. You can check out all the details on our Instagram at Stay Woke event and applications are due on June 6th, so make sure to mark that in your calendars. So I think we can just get started with our introductions to the team. Hello everyone, my name is Hadika and I'm going into my third year at Biochem at McMaster and I'm the CRD team lead. Hey guys, my name is Nithil and I'm going to start my second year at U of T. Hi everyone, my name is Aitade and I am a senior from Harold M. Brathaway Secondary School. Hi everyone, my name is Charles. Um, I'm a grade 11 student at Oakville Schwager High School. Hi everyone, my name is Jill. I'm a grade 12 student at Central Peel Secondary School. Um, hi everyone, my name is Mohammed. Um, I'm going into my third year at McMaster University. Hey guys, I'm Hia and I'm going into my third year at McMaster University as well. Nice, it is so nice to have you all here for this quick little convo and discussion for our podcast today. So the team and I basically just prepared a couple of prompts that we wanted to use to kind of just guide our discussion. And I guess the first question I had for you all was, what is the story of how you joined Stay Woke? So how did you hear about Stay Woke? What kind of prompted you to apply? All that stuff. I first saw Stay Woke on my Instagram feed and I realized, hey, I know Maliha and Bianca. They go to my school. And I started going through their page and I'm like, you know what? This is perfect for me. I thought I need somewhere to share my thoughts to carry out my passion for like uh, environmental advocacy and I was going to the positions and I saw there's a team lead position and I almost didn't go for it. And I was like, I don't know if I can lead a whole team into doing this, but then I thought, you know what, I'm going to go for it. And I thought it was, it was the right decision because I got to see each and every one of you guys carry out your passions through this team. And that makes me really happy. Um, I would say that I had a pretty similar experience. I actually met Maliha and Bianca before I knew about Stay Wolf, And while I was kind of getting to know them, um, I realized that they were the founders of this company. And while I was going through the page, I was like, wow, this looks like everything I've always wanted to talk about, but never really had an opportunity to. I was one of the ones to kind of apply for the position a little bit later when you were doing your second intake of people. So when that started, I was like, okay, I just have to go for it because if I chicken out now, there's no way that I'm going to do it. And um, I haven't looked back and I haven't regretted it since because it's been a really good experience so far. Um, my experience is kind of on the same wave as well. I am in Hadika's program and so I was following her and she reposted and I looked into the roles of what a content research development rep is. It, it was basically something that I found myself incredibly interested in. I applied instantly and yeah I'm here now. Um, I had a similar 
path. I am friends with a ton of people who do stay woke, namely like Isra and Hanya. And so when I was going through their feed and I saw all of them having like the time of their lives and kikiing and coffee shops and doing open mic nights, I was like, I want to kiki too. So I went on the page and um, I got even more inspired because I saw so much cool content and a lot of things that I was really passionate about because I've done nonprofit work in the past. I've never had the opportunity to do creative nonprofit work. So I was like, oh my world, this is perfect for me. I love to write and I love to do cute Instagram stuff. So um, yeah, that's how I ended up in Stay Woke. And so I applied in the first round and I've had the opportunity to work with a spectacular team this entire year. And I really loved it. Um, so my story is a little bit different. A lot of the stories you've heard so far, like, oh, I knew a person, like I know nobody before Stay Woke on this team. How I found out about Stay Woke was actually through Facebook. I think it was Maliha, Maliha posted a thing on this like student opportunity group post and I was like super interested because during that time as well I was really into like the BLM movement so I was like super into like social justice at that time Mm -hmm. so I was like I'm totally signing up. I was trying to apply for every single opportunity and yeah like I did not know anybody I found out through Facebook so that's quite fun I guess. Um, my story is kind of similar to Itade. Um, I actually applied as an ambassador at first in April of 2020. And then a few weeks later, Sayok said that they were like rehiring for the next year. So then instead of applying as an ambassador again, I decided to do um, CRD rep instead. I, I was just like, wanted to try something different. And um, I'm not much of a writer, but I love researching and I love talking about social justice um, and different topics such as like mental health or like the wage gap and I'm really happy we got to cover those types of topics as a CRD. Yeah it's always so fun to hear everyone's stories of how you all joined because with Stable in general but especially the CRD team I feel like it really attracts a lot of like really passionate people who like have a lot to say especially if you're going to be on CRD and like writing posts and researching so it's always so fun to hear but I guess One of the other things we wanted to look at was we decided to take a little bit more of an in-depth look into one of our Stay Woke Sundays. And so maybe Hadika can kind of explain what the Stay Woke Sundays are. Yeah, of course. So the Stay Woke Sundays is a bi-weekly post and we basically come together as a team. We choose a topic that we all feel is necessary to talk about. We do research on it. We create outlines. And then we put out a final post every other Sunday for you guys to read. Yeah. And they're always so fun to read and so interesting. I feel like there's a lot of like kind of like current issue kind of stuff, but also like real like kind of analysis, not just reporting on things kind of happening in the world. So yeah, yeah. I really love what you guys do. But I think today we decided we take a little bit more of an in-depth look into one of our most popular stay woke Sundays, which was on hyper consumerism. And so to the people who worked on that piece, I kind of want to know what was the inspiration for that like how did you guys get to that idea okay I can start off so I think I was the one who initially proposed that idea I'm not too sure though it has been a long time too many stay wokes Sundays um but I think I was initially the one who proposed it because I vividly remember during this time I had a huge passion skincare and I was so into skincare and there was a 
this movement that was happening in the skincare industry and community where there was like this sort of intentional shopping movement. And I was super intrigued and it really introduced me to the idea of like hyper-consumerism, the idea that we purchase so much like to fit in, I guess, into sort of the dominant narratives that are pushed onto us by like, you know, corporations who want us to purchase things. And I think I really was interested by this topic because there's this, there's a skincare company. Um, it's called Desium. They are part of the Ordinary, if you know, um, and they had like this whole campaign on just educating people on skincare to sort of counteract the hyper culture that we have around skincare, just buying so many things. And I think that really just got me into researching more like hyperconsumerism in general. Yeah, like I think that Charles said it pretty much perfectly. Like this was the first Stay Woke Sunday that I actually got to be a part of. So that was really um, intimidating for me, but also exciting, especially because this was around the time that the pay up movement was starting to gain a little bit of traction because um, we all recognize that there was like hundreds and hundreds of companies out there that were exploiting workers overseas in developing nations and using them to make a profit without actually giving them equitable, uh, equitable pay in return. Um, so this was a really good post, especially because it was coming out near Christmas as well. It kind of took all these ideas with the pay up movement with the idea of having to buy people presents for Christmas and just put it at the forefront that um, maybe we're spending too much time thinking about what we need to buy for other people, spending too much time thinking about um, like what we need and not thinking about what the implications are of how much we're buying. So it was a really good way to kind of ha highlight how companies are kind of talking this talk about um, making themselves more fair, making themselves uh, more environmentally friendly, making themselves better for like the little guy, but not actually doing the work that needs to be done in order to actually accomplish that. And so this kind of got people thinking about that. And I think that was one of the major beauties of this post. Yeah, I feel like the post definitely came out around such like a topical time for the subject. It was around like the holiday season where everyone was thinking about buying, everyone was thinking about like what we need to get other people and just like advertisements being thrown at you of what you need to have in your life. So that's really interesting. I guess I also kind of want to know what is your kind of general process like of when you're coming up with these posts kind of from beginning to end? Like, what does it look like actually being on the CRD team and working on these posts? Um, I would say that I think I think I speak for the team when I say that we don't really have a specific like method to our madness. We kind of just like hop on the call 10 minutes late. Hadika's trying to send the link to the messenger chat. The link is going through. <laughs> Somebody's internet isn't working. When we finally get together, we typically ask, what topics do you guys want to do? And typically, Muhammad proposes something about like anarcho-syndicalism and we try to like <laughs> navigate <laughs> and move it a little bit more center left. <laughs> and Charles proposes something a little bit more about like maybe shopping or skincare, something very like recent, very current. Mm -hmm. And then I think like the rest of us kind of just propose our ideas and come through in the middle. And I think it's a really beautiful process because I've learned so much about so many different issues, including anarcho-syndicalism and skincare. <laughs> I found that I had an oily T-zone the other day, thanks to Charles. And he put me on really good, really good movie recommendations too. And so I think part of the reason why CRD is so great is because you combine everyone's love for so many different topics into one post. And so when we finally decide, Hadika always makes us put together a thesis because otherwise we would never get anything done. <laughs> so after we choose a topic, we put our thesis together and then we go off to research um, whatever the topic that was decided. 
Yeah, and I think researching is one of my favorite parts about um, CRD and what we do, especially because when we're talking about the hyper-consumerism post, while I was researching, I found out I found about something called the B Corporation certification. So it's like um, this nonprofit group called the B Lab released this certification, and they have this directory on their website about um, it's basically a measure of how socially and ecologically and ethically responsible each of the companies are. So now whenever I'm online shopping and I have like a little bit of extra money and I want to pay attention to where I'm actually putting that money towards, I look at the directory to make sure that the store I'm shopping at is socially, ethically, and ecologically responsible. Yeah, like definitely for me as well, I learned so much, especially because I, I was the one who initially proposed the topic. So I definitely had resources on my belts, right? But I would say there were a lot of other things that, like, you know, I would, I would say that I knew the basic concept of like, you know, shop intentionally, don't overpurchase. And like that message during that time was really like rampant, but like, you know, I did not learn about like, there is like they have a title for consumer packaged goods right or like I did not know about so many skincare companies that were trying to like tackle through sort of the hyper consumerism especially during Black Friday which was during this time mm-hmm. I think when like the process for me was like putting everything that I read like going back in my search history essentially that was me that was my experience because I was just so ready in to this topic like I, I didn't really need to like do additional research if that makes sense just I needed to condense my information. So I'm kind of like not the same thing as Jill and Charles mentioned. Like, I don't like researching. And my first year history prof can attest to this. Like, I set up office hours with him one day before the essay was doing. I was like, yo, so this is my thesis and stuff. And he's like, what? What's wrong? <laughs> but yeah, I'm more into like um, uh, taking the information and putting it into the little boxes to kind of make sure that the target audience or the followers scroll through it and they're they're kept engaged and stuff so i really like coming up with like the first the first title or like the first slide for example one a post that we did on climate change we put up like you have 11 years to save the planet so like stuff like that like like my attention span is like 0.7 seconds or something so i'm just (laughs) going through right so just keeping that in mind and coming up with that stuff's like really i I like doing that so To speak a little bit more to the research process, so I remember specifically for the uh, hyper-consumerism post, when we were trying to come come up with a rough outline, we had a bunch of different ideas that we were trying to put together. So there was hyper-consumerism, ethical consumerism, and then local consumerism. And obviously, all three of these things are so important. We're like, how do we put them all into one post? And I remember I went around asking everyone, okay, what should we do? Because I myself, I did not know what to do. I was like, I, it, was, it gets intimidating a lot of times. And at the end, we were just able to come up with this uh, sort of flow of ideas that we want to go to. We wanted to talk about hyper-consumerism, how that leads to unethical consumerism, and that loops back to hyper-consumerism. And then in the solution, we were going to talk about local consumerism and supporting like uh, small businesses and stuff. So just how a bunch of this chaos comes into this ordered outline is it shocked me every single time. Also, uh, something that Hadika missed out on was how the chaos comes into being. Where in one topic is proposed, and then a lot of brainstorming sessions, and people just start going off, bang, 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 and that one topic dissects into like a million different smaller topics we can focus on and that that entire thing comes together as one again and it's totally different from what we started off as that's like i that's really beautiful i just like being a part of it 
people are just going off and I'm like, well, that's insane. So yeah. Yeah. Just like, just to bounce off of that, I think that well, one of the things that really made me gravitate towards Stay Woke was its um, focus on intersectionality. And the CRD team, I believe like, there's no team that takes intersectionality more into consideration than um, us when we're doing our research. Um, there is like order to our chaos. And that really does come out in every single post that we do because we all have such ideas that come from different aspects of our life. And at the end of the day, we're able to come up with um, one amalgamating topic that everybody can speak on behalf of, even though we do represent so many different minorities. And I think that that's why we kind of resonate with um, other individuals and our followers as well, um, just because we do have that sort of impact in showing the different minorities and how they kind of think about these things. Mm -hmm. That is such a good point. I always just love seeing how the Stay Woke Sundays kind of come together in the end. I always feel like I learned something new and I really like what Nidal said about like it's not just like writing an essay like it's something that's like packaged into like a really accessible kind of like piece of writing and like basically art thanks to our graphic designers as well. So that's always really amazing for me to see. I love seeing them every other week. But I guess a kind of quick question I thought of was like, how has working on any of the Stay Woke Sundays, not just the hyper consumerism one, have they changed the way you kind of like behave and think and have they like kind of like impacted your life? For sure. Like in a nutshell, yeah, because once you're exposed to like so many different, not just issues, but ideas on those specific issues your outlook towards like the world as a whole kind of changes. For instance, like my sister always used to get um, the reusable forks and stuffs and everything wherever she goes. And whenever we went to Tim's, she's like, no straws, no straws. And I used to be like, chill, like relax. It's not that serious. Like if I'm, if I take a straw with my ice cap, it's not that serious. And then when we did the post on uh, climate change and I was like, whoa. And then, and then whenever she's like, uh, no straws at Tim's, I'm like, yeah, no straws. And then my parents are like, it's not that serious. So there's still the gap wherein uh, it takes time for a certain demographic to understand. But for sure, like for someone like me, who's uh, open to change or like <clears throat> who gets affected by a lot of different ideas, just being a part of the CRD team exposed me to a ton of different issues and ways in which people view those issues. And that kind of shape me into like the person who I am today and I'm like kind of proud to say it as well so that's really good. I think this was mentioned before but the whole idea of all of our posts and research going towards an intersectional lens so I remember at the very beginning I was thinking and I was told I think I'm like make sure you take intersectionality into consideration and before this I never really did because all the history all the issues that were talked uh, that are talked about in school and taught to us they never take intersectionality into consideration. So I was never exposed to this. And then once we started doing it here, I realized like, wow, like these issues do not affect everyone the same whatsoever. And that really opened up my eyes to another passion that I didn't even know that I had. So that was, that was a huge difference that being on Stay Woke made for me. So I think that one of the posts that really got me thinking was the one on the girl boss. Um, I think that Atide, you had a pretty big role to play in that one. And I consider myself a feminist. I consider myself someone who advocates not just for women, um, but for like minority groups in general, as does everybody here. And the girl boss really made me open, like open my eyes to like how much I was kind of advocating for just one type of woman. And it, it, it seemed really denominational to just 
think of women as one type and that success is all women need to be striving for when we need to be empowering women that may not be in a good place in their life. We need to be empowering women that may, might be, be uh, silenced um, in ways that don't always have to do with the patriarchy. Like that's what Girl Boss really taught me. Um, there's toxicity in trying to put every woman in a mold that they may not be a part of. And that also kind of opened my eyes up to how feminism and the LGBTQ movement kind of play hand in hand. So yeah, like that post definitely had me thinking a lot. And it kind of just brings us back to the whole point of CRD being an intersectional group of people who speak on behalf of all the minorities that um, we are kind of representing. Um, I can also speak a little bit. I think to Hia's point, the girl bossing is anti-feminist is probably like my favorite post that we've worked on this full term. I think it's such a beautiful amalgamation of a lot of different feminist issues and a really great analysis. And that's the one thing that I really love about being CRD. Like I think Angela said earlier, it's not just reporting about current issues. It's a deep dive and a critical take on issues that are important to you. Um, but I think in terms of a post that like really changed my life, I would think if we did um, a special on Valentine's Day about HIV AIDS, HIV AIDS epidemic. And that post, I think as somebody who is not a part of the LGBTQ plus community, I don't technically interact with a lot of that story. And so sometimes I think I feel distant from some of those issues. But working on that post taught me that a lot of structures, for example, homophobia, ultimately are rooted in the patriarchy. And so when you deconstruct homophobia, transphobia, you come back to the same liberation struggle. And I think it made me realize that in order to advocate for these issues, I'm not just advocating for a certain community, I'm advocating for the liberation of all oppressed and all marginalized people. And so it was really touching to me. And it was a really amazing story. And I think it's a story that we don't talk a lot about and we don't have a lot of representation on. So I think that would definitely be the post that I was so happy and so honored to have the opportunity to share and research and work on. So I would really echo what Itade said um, in terms of what I really learned from being on Stay, uh, Stay Woke. I'm sort of forced to be in close proximity to a lot of important issues. I would say like, you guys are like my friends, but you also hold me accountable in the fact that like you always make me critically think about things that are important to think about. I always think that like we have a good mixture of like current events plus like deep analysis into unique topics, right? I think I'm always held accountable to sort of think about, for example, the farmers in India and, you know, about Israel-Palestine and all these important issues. I'm like sort of forced to think about it. And that's what I would really say has changed me most and why I've changed as a person on CRD because without CRD, I don't know if I would be able to hold myself accountable to always hold myself to that standard of like being always in the conversation and always learning and always growing. And I feel like CRD was like sort of that vehicle for that to happen. I mean, yeah, to bounce off what Charles said, I completely agree with that part where he goes, you are my friends, but you also hold me accountable. Because me personally, I am perplexed when in the group chat, everyone's like, we really enjoyed this post when it started off with me like, hey guys, maybe you should abolish Christmas. And then it ends up being something like, oh, here's, you know, hyper-consumerism, why it's bad, and here are useful links. And so it's it's definitely incredibly um, new to me to be uh, held accountable, but at the same time guided by uh, people who are much more organized than me, but at the same time, as like-minded as I am in terms of uh, their understanding of intersectionality. Uh, so that's one thing that I, that just gets me 
future? Um, as Mohammed said, it feels like I've been I've been guided by the CRD community. Um, before, like when we learn a lot of different things at school, we learn everything through one perspective, especially when we take in history into account. So when we're discussing these social justice issues, I'm able to think about a multitude of perspectives, not just one. So I feel like CRD has allowed me to unlearn a lot of things that I've learn because of the school system well we did a post on on the evolution of african-american music and that post was really because i consider myself to listen to like that's what i tell people i'm like oh i'll listen to all kinds of music like i listen to a lot of music but when we, we did that post it was like whoa there's so much music that i have no idea about and the most interesting part about that music or, or that post was that I, I heard a lot of people say that Oh, Travis Scott exists because Kid Cudi exists. If there's no Kanye, there's no Travis Scott and stuff like that. But the fact that these guys are able to make music because centuries ago, some people stood up against a very oppressive regime and they did what they liked and did what they found, were passionate about. That very thing. And no one like really mentions them anymore. They're just kind of lost uh, in the whole thing of is Lil Durk better than Kendrick Lamar and just stuff like that. So uh, I really like that post and just coming up, me and Muhammad like compiled a little playlist as well and just uh, listening to that playlist and just looking at the transitions and how music's evolved like over the ages was really, really interesting. And that that was kind of how like CRD helped in the sense that it wasn't something you would necessarily go out of your way to look at, like, oh, how's music evolved and stuff. And if not for that post, I would have still told people, well, I listen to all kinds of music. Like, I'm such a music connoisseur, but I'm not. I, there's, like, so much that I have no idea about. So just helping in little areas like that was really, really cool. Uh, reply to that, I absolutely love. Okay, applying to CRD, I never imagined making a playlist of old soul music. And it's just, it was something that I, it, it was amazing. It, it was an amazing experience. And as Nadeau says, yes, people are like, oh, you know, this artist wouldn't be around if Kanye wasn't around and stuff like that. But we, we really went back to like the, the blueprint and it really opened my eyes to music I've never listened to before. I'm now an avid listener. It's just it, it was amazing. Like, And that's so, what I love about CRD is I don't know what is going to happen, but I want to shout out Pia and Etade, they're probably two of the most like creative people on this team. And from them comes out like this stuff that you just never expect from a club like ours. Like for example, uh, we did a post on the White Savory Complex and I found my I found myself on the Google Doc for this. And we were like trying to tweak a picture and being like, you know what this needs? We need to like adjust the contrast and do this. Like things I've never imagined myself doing. I just imagine myself, you know, like researching stuff and like pointing, you know, like social issues out in a, in a doc. But it was, yeah, it, it's just amazing. Like I never knew I could end up in like such a fun space. Kind of adding on to that. I remember when we made the playlist, me and Muhammad, we were like, we're going to make two different ones and then combine the two. And once we made ours, the only, the only song that was common in both was 1999 by Prince. And that was like, well, there's the amount of difference or vibrance in music and everything was really really insane and then the amount of bangers that Muhammad had in his playlist was really crazy and if you apply that same idea to all the other posts that we made the amount of ideas flowing inside a person's head is 
a lot. And then when you have like six, seven, like insanely smart individuals and the amount of ideas that are flowing inside that one Microsoft Teams call is it's enough for like to to write like 10 of my essays. That That's that's the amount of ideas that are flowing in that one Teams call. And it's just crazy. Just being a part of that process is really, really cool. It is so amazing to hear about like your process and what it's like to kind of create these posts. And you guys are all so passionate and so talented and amazing. I'm like here, like trying not to tear up because this conversation is so great. <laughs> but I think I kind of want to end off on one last question. So to any new people who are interested in joining the CRD team, what is one piece of advice that you would give to people interested in joining? Like you can you can be a part of as many experiences as you want, but I feel like personally being a part of CRD and stay woke is something that is not available in a lot of places in the first place. And then just being a part of this team we're in, I mentioned this like a million times before, but it's like that's I keep emphasizing this point, like the amount of ideas that are flowing inside that one room are you want to be a part of that room is all I'm saying like if you want to expose yourself and end up being a better person or knowing more about the world you can do a great amount of effort on your own like you can put in all the effort you want but you can only better yourself as a whole as I've in my experience if you're exposed to people that know more stuff than you to people that know better stuff than you and that is CRD in a nutshell like there, there's a lot of smart people and a lot of smart things flowing around so that's what i'll say like my advice is just join just apply join be a part of this team like you're gonna miss out for sure it's exactly what nadil said i mean the question itself says what advice can you give to people interested any any sliver of interest you find in crd in this recruitment process like in anything if you have a sliver of interest it will be amplified once you actually join because you have such like-minded people that again the ideas flowing into the room like every like i personally i can't wait when we have in-person event like so i can actually see these people and like and imagine this like space so yeah that's exactly what i say just just join if you have a sliver of interest it will be amplified you love it i i can't stress this enough so a piece of advice for when you decide to join is to be ready to bring your passions and put them into practice. Because that is, at least for me, that's my main goal for this team, to give everyone a space to do that comfortably and confidently. So whatever passions you bring forth, I promise you you're going to be able to carry them out. And when you bring these passions with you, they'll show in your work. And they, they have been showing in all of the stable Sundays, all of the posts that we've done. You can see the passion through the words. And that's what makes an amazing post be that amazing. Um, my advice would be that if you ever become part of a CRD team, I think that my biggest piece of advice is to never be intimidated. I think that when I came on, the first thing that I thought was like, everybody here is so intelligent. There's nothing that I could possibly contribute. And I was proven wrong time and time again, because everybody here is so brilliant, so passionate about what we're, what we're whatever we're talking about. And um, and I found that my ideas were always welcome and that my ideas were always incorporated in some way. And I hope that whoever is interested in joining isn't not joining because they're intimidated because there's no reason to be, especially because as I've gotten to know everybody even more, I've just come to learn that there's so much creativity flowing through all of us. And that even if you start off in a place where you don't think you're creative, you're always going to be able to tap into your creativity here. I would say my advice is on the same wavelength. This is just goes in general for like interviews in general. I think you should always be yourself, be yourself 100%. I think people who try to put on a persona or like try to prepare questions beforehand. I think it's beneficial to an extent, maybe if it's like your first time ever doing an interview or like you don't know what to expect. But I think the 
the surprise factor is what allows you to be yourself. And I think, I think in general, if you're not able to be yourself in this space, then I don't think it's a suitable area for you, especially for Serity, because we are against just so like passionate. And I think we're also individual in that sense, where if I feel like if you're just going to go into this being somebody who you're not, I don't think it is a correct time for you to do that. And that's not to say like, you shouldn't try. I just think I don't believe in the idea of like trying to like prepare questions beforehand or like just like putting on a different persona again, because I just feel like that just isn't the main goal of CRD. CRD is to promote individuality, creativity, and just putting on the persona just goes against that philosophy. And I think to really succeed is to be yourself. I like how that like that one question was very representative of our team. Where like, yeah, like Nadil and I were like just join. And then like Hadith was like, well actual <laughs> You guys had a whole bro moment there, Nadil. Yeah. You had a whole bro yeah. moment. I was like, oh my god, that's so adorable. Your bromance is going on there. Yeah, just like such great taste no you like <laughs> oh my god you guys are amazing all right i think that is a great place to end off thank you guys all so much for joining us and like spending your time kind of having a chat today i really enjoyed this and i hope you all enjoyed this as well and also thank you to our listeners for joining us for this conversation too this episode was produced by me, Maliha, and Gerlene. The music you heard at the beginning of this episode is by The Main Squeeze. If you enjoyed this conversation and would like to hear more, remember to subscribe on Spotify, follow us on Instagram at Stay Woke Event. Thank you again for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Bye! Also, check out our Spotify playlist. <laughs>